All right, guys, welcome to episode 82 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about King Richard. We talk about watching The Matrix 53 times in three days. We talk, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about West Side Story and Steven Spielberg's odd fucking collection. Uh, Battlefield 2042, maybe fucking figuring it out, maybe not, who knows, can't look left and right, whatever. Um, <laughs> we talk about the top ten songs of the year for both of us. Um, and then lastly, we touch on the things we're looking forward to in 2022. But first. As usual, start what we've been watching, playing, uh, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a few more things than me, as usual, so I'll let you start this week. Yeah, yeah. So this week, um, it was well, mostly because you know we last week we recorded a little bit earlier than usual, um, but in the time since then, I've watched a few things, a few reach watches, and then a couple of TV series. But I'll keep them all relatively brief, uh, just because you know I, we mentioned last week. This week is our big sort of end of the year, you know, favorite songs, what we're looking forward to next year episode. So I'll keep it brief, more brief than usual. But the first thing I watched was um, King Richard, which is the um, the biopic about the. Um, uh, Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, the, the tennis stars, mm-hmm. um, starring Will Smith, and um, it was it was really good. It was pretty. It was really really good. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't um, it it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel, right? Or it doesn't mm-hmm. reinvent the wheel, but I don't think it's trying to, right? I think it's just trying to be like a really good, really solid, just like you know, uh, biopic with some like good characters. That are actually a little bit grayer than you would expect for something like this. You expect them to be like, wow, this guy was a visionary. He knew it from the start kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it gives a little bit more gray area to that. But that being said, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, wow, he's being a jerk and he says he's right. When we know that, you know, he was right in this case, which is a little weird. But anyway, so you know, Will Smith is great. The girls who play Venus and Serena are both really great. Um the mom is great in it too. She's probably the best one in it. Um, and John okay. Barenthal is actually really great in it, playing somebody who you wouldn't expect him to play. Because you know, usually when you think John Barenthal, I mean, like I do, um, I never watched the Punisher series, but I imagine him as that. that like yeah. oh, that's also what he was in Walking Dead. Like the, the right, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. Shane, I for, I forgot he was in that completely. I forgot that, <laughs> that was like the first thing he was. It's in. like the same character basically. Yeah, Maybe a yeah. little more of like a irredeemable dickhead but a dickhead yeah. nonetheless <laughs> right it's like you're not trapped in here with me or you're, i'm not in here with you you're in here with me right yeah. um but he, he plays somebody completely different and even something like um he was in ford versus ferrari which we mentioned a couple weeks ago even in that he's just kind of like a tough guy in a suit you know he works at ford and you know we do things the american way here but this is you know is he in wolf of wall street i feel like that's him mm-hmm. right yeah he's the got same the guy. um he's got the, like the handlebar he's doing like the curls working out yeah, right he's, he's like the guy the who thug, does the rat fucking right? yeah. Yeah. yeah um and so, but completely, not totally different, but just you, somebody you usually don't see him play. But anyway, the, the movie as a whole is really good. Um, it is a little short. Or no, sorry, not short. A little long, sorry. It could have been shorter. Um, it's about 235 
right? And okay. I could have easily cut, you know, 15 minutes of it and still, I think, pack the same sort of punch. Um, but that's the one thing, right? Because I was watching it and I was like, oh, man. Okay. And, and, and it was, I wasn't bored or no, I wasn't annoyed, but I was still like toward the end. I was like checking my phone. I was like, oh, what time is it? Oh, okay. I said, we got in here like at 7.30. Okay, it's about 20 minutes left. Okay, okay. Because I knew how long it was. But it was still like one of those, like, you're sort of doing the mental math. You're not just right. kind of going along with it. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's King Richard. Um, I totally recommend it, especially if you, like, want just, like, a good, you know, uplifting you know, uplifting story, but with a little bit more gray to it, right? Something that you right. can at least it's discuss. Not, it, it is not going to give you... Hmm. What I imagine to be the Kurt Warner. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, the, exactly. Kurt was did that right movie, the whole time. Did that ever? Did that movie come out yet, or is it? it that's in the future, right? <laughs> it's this weekend. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it came. It comes out this weekend. See, yeah, uh, that shit is gonna be the most just just slobbing all over Kurt Warner. Yeah, like just sanctimonious, like oh my god, he <laughs> just tries so hard. And the thing I think, an interesting conversation, oh, he's, like he's bagging you, groceries. Oh my throat. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> I'm sick. Why should we give you the keys to this offense? <laughs> um, it's um, it, and so it's not like that. And so you know. I think definitely if you watch it, I think it, it's, it is worth having a conversation with somebody who also watches it. Like if you watch it with Kaylin or somebody is, you know, the movie has the benefit of having the real life results, right? Where right. Know, if you watch something like, you know, Whiplash. I was just about to say Whiplash based yeah, on you, what you've talked about. I've never seen it, but like the way you talked about it. Yeah. So you have these great conversations because, you know, it's not real. So, you know, you're coming at the movie and I've had these conversations with Sydney where I told, tell her, you know, is it worth it? Right. The way he treats Miles Teller in that. And she goes, no, it's not worth it. And I'm, I'm, I haven't come down on a side on it just because I love that movie. I just try to go like the conversation it creates, not really like here's what I think actually. Right. Um, but you know, for something like that, I think it's so interesting, and and it's one of the reasons it's one of my like all time favorites is because you know it raises these questions, but you could easily say, well, no, it's not worth it, right? Because bam, 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 bam. Or you could say, yes, it's worth it because we get this art out of it. Whereas this, mm-hmm. you see him being kind of an ass kind of a dick to almost everybody. Um, and you go, I think if it wasn't based on somebody, you go, wow, he's kind of a dick. And it's like, in the movie where it ends, you go, geez, like, I wonder where it's going to go, right? But then you know what happens, right? So you're the whole time right. you're watching the movie, you're like, wow, that was a dick move. But then you think, you remember, your brain goes, but Serena, goat, all time. And you go, damn, it's justified, right? <laughs> right? So I would have loved to have seen a version of this movie, you know, maybe a fictionalized version of it, or maybe, you know, have somehow have wiped my mind clean of the twins, right? And just watched it straight up and been able to say, wow, you know, that's warranted or wow, that's not warranted. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a good conversation starter just because, um, and I think that conversation can still happen. Like, yeah. Do you think, do you think maybe like, do you think the greatness occurred, you know, obviously it occurred in some part because of it, but did it also occur in some part, in spite of it, you know what I mean? Right, like, exactly, exactly. So it's like, yes. do, do we like? Do we have to and, go that far every time? Right, right. Like, you and, know I mean? and the thing is, like, even even something like um like a social network equivalent, right, where it's made without his permission, you go, oh wow, it's the goat. But you know, they have a very strained relationship with their father. But it was that they they're executive producers on this, so the, and they are the oh. ones who wanted to make it the King, King Richard. They want to make it about him, not. Mm-hmm. 
let's make a biopic about us and my father happens to be in it, right? It's not, you know, right. the two twins or like, you know, the two sisters and King Richard, you know, and King Richard and the two sisters, right? Or whatever, right? It's just blank, King Richard. So they clearly think very highly of him, right? So I think it would be interesting right. if it was like the social network where it's like, hey, we made this movie about this guy who like created, you know, two Michael Jordans pretty much, but their relationship is forever damaged because he was such an ass growing up, even though, you know, that I think that that's more dramatically potent, but right. of course that's not what happened, but the movie's still great. It is a little long. The performances are great. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's on HBO Max, I think, until the end of this month, so if you're listening to this, you know, the pretty much the day this comes out, I think you have like a day or two left on HBO Max, but I totally recommend it, especially during Christmas time. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, King Richard. Awesome. Um, you know, that is, I, I didn't realize they were attached to it. The two sisters. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. Is the father attached to it in any way? Like, I, other than see, being the character? So it's so interesting because, so at the end of the movie, they do the classic, like, you know, here's the real them, right? Like right. all biopics do that. And I love when they do that because you, you get to go, wow, that girl looks just like that. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because, like, all of the footage of him is from them when they, you know, when they were very young, when they had, like, the, the colorful braids and, you know, yeah. like, like when they first came on the scene. But there's no footage of him, like, sort of with them, you know, as Serena sort of caught fire and became, like, the greatest of all time over the last 10 years. So right. I, I don't know how, how much he's involved, A, in their lives anymore or even in the movie. Okay. So with that being said, to me that, like... <clears throat> Hmm. That to me that adds another little interesting layer though that you don't get with something completely fictionalized, which is like I I could see in that situation, I feel like human nature would almost kind of lead you to either end of it, right? Like you mm-hmm. either overlook the good to see the faults, or you overlook yeah. the faults to see the good based on your relationship with that person. Yep. Um, but it sounds like if they have like a strained relationship now. Mm-hmm. And they still like kind of show him like in a good light, but still highlight the faults. Like I, I feel like that leaves an odd like situation where you're like, you know, th- this kind of feels like it's like impartial. You know what I right, mean? Like, right. like mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. like, like if I, you know what I mean? If I did a fucking biography about like my best friend versus some dickhead I hate celebrity, like obviously I'm gonna paint them very differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to, it, it's, that's another cool little conversation to have with it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, um, definitely, definitely, yeah. So yeah, that's King Richard, that's on, you said HBO Max? Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. HBO Max until the end of December, and then in theaters, and then I'm sure it'll be back, like, on regular HBO Max a couple months after that. Alright, sounds good, uh, I'll, uh, I'll jump on, uh, one thing, which is, uh, I've talked about it, like, this will be the third week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but Battlefield 2042 had uh, a, a bug fix come out, mm-hmm. and so, man, I don't know what the fuck these people are doing. So, like, <laughs> the, the weird thing is that, like, they, they've had actually, I think, maybe two bug fixes since the very first time I talked about it. The first bug fix happened, and it, like, smoothed out some, like, gameplay issues, but not really fixed any bugs, if that makes sense. Like, like... Mm-hmm. It, like, they were saying, like, recoil was too high and, like, bullet dispersion was too high, which are, like, gameplay mechanics, and they refined those, but it wasn't anything acting out of character. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was working as designed, and they needed to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when they did that, I remember I was playing with some friends, and, like, there's no voice shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, oh, yes, sh- yes, I saw it. It's, like, legacy shit, right? 
Yeah, it's just a it's it's a chat box in the top right. Like they yeah. they just a lot of games don't have voice chat anymore, really. Um, which is it's weird, but like mm-hmm. it it's not. It seems to be like now that uh, more games have like crossplay where people are playing with PC players, mm-hmm. I, I think like more more games are just implementing a chat box as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna say like everything I know from twenty forty two is from the Honest trailer that came out. Yeah, that recently. one's a little rough. That one's I. I think it's a little uh, more against it than it should be. You know what I mean? I feel like it, it's going a little hard because mm-hmm. um, you did send it to me and I did watch it. And there's definitely was some there were some funny bits, but like I was like, okay, I think they're going a little hard though. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but anyways, one of the funny things was is after that first patch, like in the chat box, I saw people saying like I can't look left and right, and I was like, haha, they're making fun of this game being buggy. And then I saw a response. I was like, "Oh, go into your program files and delete this thing and and like paste it somewhere else." And I was like, "Wait, what? Like that's a thing? Like people have an actual like? First of all, like I can't believe this was a real problem. But the way that they confirmed that it was a real problem is that players figured out a solution in the program files to like fix this issue on PC. Like it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a problem on any of the consoles. Uh-huh. But like people on PC, I guess not everyone, but some people would like load in to a first person shooter and not be able to look left or right. Jesus. Like just just only up and down. And I was like, how does that even happen? Like what the fuck is going on here? So there's that. But then they added a new bug uh a, a new patch which is their last patch before they go on holiday like break. Um, and it's supposed to fix a lot of the issues. And the weird thing is, is that the first day it came out, I had zero issues. Like It was running smooth as shit. The next day, the very first game I had, had like the issue that I hated the most. Like, it, it very first match, bang. And I was like, man, fuck this company. Like I thought you fixed it <laughs> for a day, and then it came and got me. Um, and then it had uh, some other small issues that day. Um, but since then, like the last like three or four days I played, everything's been silky smooth and they haven't touched it again. So I don't really know what the fuck was going on that second day. Um, mm-hmm. but right now I feel good about it. I feel pretty good about the game. It's fun. Uh, I'm enjoying <clears throat> it. So that's where we're at with that currently. Good, good. No, good. I'm glad that, you know, and I'm sure, you know, now that it's smooth, a little bit smoother enough to like, you can ignore it in terms of like any bugs you can ignore. Um, you know, every week or every other week they'll add more and it'll just get, you know, smoother and smoother here on out right for sure so that's where i'm at with that game um anything else uh you've watched or anything like that yeah so um and then so i watched king richard in theaters and then i watched two other ones in theaters one is a, a rewatch and then the other one's like a new movie and the rewatch i'll just keep easy or short just because um we've talked about it a bunch on here before um and it's the matrix <clears throat> so the matrix Re- resurrections comes out december Twenty uh, second, so it'll be over. The it'll day. be out by the time that you listen to this episode. Oh, um, yeah, the day before, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah next Wednesday, yeah. Um, and so um, they've they've been doing the Matrix out in theaters just so people can rewatch them. But it's weird because they they do that one, but not Reloaded or Revolutions. Um, and I know people really don't like Revolutions, or you know, people, they hardly ever talk about it. But I know people who are ardent Reloaded fans, and they really enjoy it, and they like sort of how it. Sort of turns the the mythology of the first one inside out and goes no that that's not how it goes and of course the highway chasing and, and is amazing, right. um, but anyway so you know the Matrix they put it out in theaters again and um, so a couple of years ago um, 
I'll exp- I'm explaining. Well, I'll explain why I went to see it. But a couple of years ago, um, Sydney and I, my fiance, we had just started dating, and she was like, I was like, oh, something like, oh, have you seen The Matrix or something like that? And she was like, no, I have never seen it. And I was like, oh, You're oh my gosh, my face. we got to see it now. Like, we got to see it now. Get out of my car right now. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like that meme we have where the girls tumbling out the side. Yeah, and um, back then there was HBO Go. But or HBO now, but there was no HBO Max. You know, they had it hadn't been put in theaters in years, and so I was like, well, let's just watch it on your laptop. It was like a just like a regular like a Monday afternoon or Monday night or something, mm-hmm. and so we watched it on our laptop, and I was like, that was you know pretty good. And she was like, yeah, I like that. And then so that was like 2018, and then early 2019, like March 2019, they put it at the Alamo, the local theater that does old movies, and so I was like, well, come on, like what are the odds they're gonna put it at the Alamo again? And she was like. Okay, all right, let's go. And so we went to see it in theaters then. <laughs> and so then that... No, no, I know why they did it in March. Because that was the 20th anniversary of it coming out that March. Right, okay. And so then September of that year, for Labor Day, they put it in Dolby Cinema. Which is like this... It's not quite IMAX, but it's like super crisp, like super high def, great speakers at her at her theater, at the, her AMC. So I was like, Sydney... Dolby, like it's like next level. It's like the like blackest blacks, like crispest, crispiest crisp. She gave you image. the blankest face, right? Like, <laughs> well, she was like, fine, because we had seen another movie in the in the thing. I think we saw um 1917 in or maybe not yet, but we had seen something in Dolby and it looked awesome, and she really liked it. So we went to see it then, and so then COVID hits, and I you know I upgrade all my shit, you know I get the PS5. And so then when I bought like the PS5, 4K. <laughs> I got the 4K disc, right? And so then my brother, we're all hanging out with my parents, and I put in the Matrix to show Mikey, my brother, like how it looks and stuff. you know. So I put it in, we start playing it, and she's there in the living room. And we just end up watching the whole thing because it just like happens, right? Because you just watch the Matrix, you're like, there's no lulls, there's no slow scenes, you just like watch it. Right. So I was like, all right, okay, that was good. And so then we go to Denver to visit our friend, you know, oh, you and I, man. mutual friend Travis, and he's got an OLED TV, which is like a $2,000 TV. It's like the Chris, the best TV, right. literally the best TV you can buy at home. It's like yep. the best of the best. And so I take the Matrix with me because he has a PS5. And I'm like, I want to see what it looks like. It, it, it looks so fucking nuts. Like you can see the little hairs on Keanu Reeves' face and like the fuzz on like people's neck and stuff. And so I watched it then. And Sydney was there too. So she ended up, we all ended up watching it. I mean, watching it in terms of just like her being in the room. Right. And so then now, because the new movie's coming out, they put it back in theaters, a regular movie. <laughs> and I'm like, Sydney, you can go watch it again. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And even I was like, yeah, I mean, I already saw it in theaters. You're like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But then the IMAX account on Twitter tweets, The Matrix, first time ever in IMAX. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm, <laughs> we're, I'm going. We're going. And she was like, I'm not going to that. So it was me and my friend <laughs> Darius. I thought you were going to say, like, I took her kicking and screaming. Oh, no, no, no. I, at that point, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm right. I'm, I'm bugging. Because that this would have been the sixth time she would have seen it in three years, right? You're like, so you're like look, I am an asshole, okay? But I'm still <laughs> going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because i seen it on a laptop, in theaters, in Dolby, in a 4K TV, in an OLED TV, and then now in IMAX. So this is the sixth time I've seen The Matrix in the last three years. Here's, and, here's a question for you. Sorry. Not yeah. to interrupt. But if it is a... When was this movie made? What 1999. Year? Okay. Yeah. IMAX cameras were not a thing back then? Yeah. Yep. So how, do, how, how does IMAX, like screening something in IMAX, add anything to the experience if it wasn't filmed on an IMAX camera? 
It just makes it. It's just the biggest screen you can find. It's just a oh. huge <laughs> screen, and the sound system is like next level. Like you're shaking, okay. like <clears throat> so. Sort of you know, to keep this short because it is a twenty what twenty two year old movie. Um, so the movie was great, of course. Um, one thing I I had never fucking noticed ever 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 ever. I've seen this movie a thousand times. I never noticed before. So you know when Agent when they they arrest Neo at his office and they're in the interrogation yeah. room and he goes uh, Thomas Anderson, you know you are a respectable software engineer at this company, right? And he's reading the files, right? Yeah. He goes, you know, you pay your taxes and you help your landlady take out her garbage. And when he says take out her garbage, I never, I don't know, I've never noticed this before. He makes the most disgusted face. Like he goes, take out her garbage. And he goes, like I never, it looks like that. I forget that meme. I forget which rapper it is when he's got, he goes like, oh, he's like in the club and he's like doing the face. I, dude, I, I was like, how have I never caught that before? He looks like he just smelled shit. And I was like, I've never caught that before, but it's so good. Because, of course, you know, later on, when, you know, he's like, I have to get out of here. I hate this zoo, this place, right? So, you know, he hates it. Just the idea of somebody helping somebody take out their garbage and, like, a human, a, the most tender human thing you can imagine. Yeah. He just is repulsed by it. So that was great. <laughs> and... Um, another thing I really liked, of course, the bullet time sounds great, but dude, when the scene where the helicopter crashes into the side of the building, that's gotta be the one, right? Like that sound, like the whole scene where even when they're fucking shooting into the thing and they're running through it, isn't that, doesn't that happen? Like the helicopter shooting into the window and they're running through? Yes, yes. He goes, no, my seat was like (laughs) just shaking. I was like, this is amazing. And then of course, you know, it hits. You hear like you hear like that boom, and then you hear like that wavy sound, and then just like the glass shatter. I was like, "This is my whole seat was just shaking." I was like, "This is fucking amazing." <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that was Matrix, and IMAX the sixth time I've seen <laughs> and it. You, you went home, you told me you fucking missed you out. Missed out. That movie's amazing. Um, and it's so good. It, Six it's so times awesome. the charm. <laughs> yeah. And it's so good. And um, I'll send you an article afterward, and you know we can post it after we watch it. And I think you and I have talked about it before about how ever. I think the reason that they're doing all of these releases is because I think they finally have an appropriate sort of 4K ad- adaptation of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if I, I think I mentioned to you before, but you know the, the sequels came out, and then the Blu-ray in 2004 and 2008 when it came out, they made the movie so green. It was like green, green. Like I know oh, the Matrix know is a little green. But it's like puke green in those adaptations. And I think in like 2017 or 2018, they came out with like the official, like updated, like the cinematographer worked on it and was like, this is the official version of The Matrix. Oh, okay. And, and there's a, a little bit of green, but it's not like what it was. And the movie looks great because of it. Um, I'll but yeah, so that's like a Matrix. comparison. So no, yeah, th- there is an article. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you afterward. Um, just remind me after we record because somebody did it. Because I remember Oof. thinking, I was like, this movie, the, the first time I watched it in yeah, theater. Like, I, I remember there movie... being green numbers like crawling down the screen, but this is like, real green. Like very, very green. And I Googled it and somebody was like, yeah, here's what happened. Um, basically, that's The Matrix and IMAX. And then the other movie I saw um, this week in theaters was uh, West Side Story, the musical. Okay. Um, by Steven Spielberg, it's an adaptation uh, of the um, the stage play from the fifties, um, and it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not a big musical guy. Um, you know, I've said here on, on here before that you know I like something like um, 
Sweeney Todd or Little Shop of Horrors, but most of it, I, I, you know, and then of course, you know, we dug into Dear Evan Henson a couple months back, <laughs> um, but this one was so good, and it's like Spielberg, like clearly wanted to do this for forever. Um, he, it, like the musical acts, you just have like hundreds of people all dancing, perfectly synchronized, and the camera just like holds on them so you can see it. it there's no quick cutting. Uh, the music's great, um, but yeah, I, I totally recommend it. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I really liked. Oh, so so just you know, to wrap up the movie, um, there's a a musical number called America, where it's it's one of the Puerto Rican girls. She like sort of is making fun of you know what she likes about America, and so in the movie, it's like this massive number like in the streets hundreds of extras in like old time in new york and the music's vibrant and it's just like this is fucking awesome and so then the day after i looked it up on youtube i was like let me see what it looks like in the original movie you know the one that won best picture so i looked it up and it's literally people on like a sound stage it's like 10 people five mm-hmm. on each side singing the songs and just like doing like little flashes of dances and i was like wow this <laughs> thing is a piece of shit um but you know it's it's you know they didn't have the kind of budget that spielberg has now um but uh yeah that, that, yeah this, the movie's great oh there is there's one shot where ansel elgort the main guy he's walking down the street and he's singing like uh the 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 the, the main like his main solo pretty much for the show and he walks into a puddle and he takes a step in the puddle it's like an overhead shot and the puddle like waves and the whole like screen fills up with these like colors it's like a kaleidoscope mm-hmm. and i literally like saw that and i like sort of leaned forward i was like oh my god and you know i sort of thought like this motherfucker's spitting <laughs> um and then i like leaned forward and i sort of like get you know and then, like, Sydney sort of pulls me toward her, and she, like, whispers in my ear. She goes, his mind. And I was like, you saw that, too? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, she was awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's West Side Story. It, it's not doing great at the box office. If you're listening to this and you like musicals or if you just want, like, a like a visual, like, visually spectacular movie, go check this one out. Yeah, so the thing is, I am – I was – 100% not going to watch this. Like, even, mm. even on recommendation, I'd probably been like, it's probably just not my thing. I didn't realize Spielberg was the one directing it. And now that I know that, I actually saw it like a couple days ago. It hit, I was like, what the fuck? This would never be a movie I would have expected Spielberg to direct. Mm. Like, like looking at the rest of his movies, I mean, there's some weird ones in there for sure. Like, The Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh <laughs> Ready Player One seemed like a weird choice yeah. for me, yes. and then yep. I don't know what this is, but I saw one called The Adventures of Tintin, and I'm like, I mean, I guess. Um, yep. So like, yep. it just like mm-hmm. there's a couple weird ones in there, but this is definitely another level of weird for me. Where I was like, I was not expecting this at all. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, that definitely leans me more towards it. Uh, I mm-hmm. still don't know if I'll see it, but I'm certainly um, closer to seeing it than I ever would have been otherwise. Somebody posted. Somebody that listened to a podcast about it, and, and I I loved it. Like I I think it's one of the best of the year. But the, the person who was talking about it on the podcast, they said that they were a little bit more cool on it. But they said, you know, I can't wait to go back and watch the the, the sequences on YouTube. And I think that if you're not so super hot on musicals, like like even if they're like good, if you're just like not my thing at all, I definitely recommend you know once it's on Blu-ray or whatever, and people can put up the scenes on YouTube, definitely checking out like the opening one. There's a great one at like a high school dance. 
There's the, the America one out in the streets. And I forget there's one more that's really, really good. And I would definitely say, you know, check those out. Because I think it, okay. it, it, you just go like, dude, fucking humans are like awesome sometimes. Like, you, <laughs> like the, the way that people move and the, the way that they like dance is just like, it, like and, and, you know, we've talked about before about how like a good fight scene is pretty much just like a really good dance because it has to be like the Matrix, right? And that this the West Side Story, like this one is edited like freaking like within inch of their lives, like it is like perfect, right? Um, it's like the peak of like the best of what you you can do in this format, right? And when we talked about Dear Evan Henson, I talked about it. I was like, you know. The musical acts are just kind of like a dude sitting in a chair singing and like the <laughs> camera does nothing to help him out, right? Like it right. is just like on a tripod and like, all right, dude, hit these notes. And it is just like the, the most like pedestrian version of what a musical can do. And this is like the complete 180 diametric opposite side of that. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I definitely say like, yeah, if you're not a super musical guy, like even no matter what, YouTube these later. But if you even like them just a little bit, definitely check it out. Okay. Um, I'm gonna skip my next thing just because uh this this next topic might take us a minute and I, yeah I, and I want to give full time to really the last two because they're more of our uh, yearly wrap up things and since this is right, right, the right, last yeah, yeah. episode airing, um right last episode yeah, yeah. airing before it's the, the last of the year yeah, yeah before, last... and for our break um mm-hmm. so I just want to I want to skip that to that do you want to talk about your last thing or do you want to push it um we can. I, I can talk about it. 30 seconds. Succession season three just ended. It was okay. great. If you were like, eh, I don't think I'm going to start the show. Totally started. Totally worth it. Does not okay. shit the bed. Um, yeah. Succession season three. Still great. Is it, is it, uh, seem like it's going to keep going or is season three, like a finale. They've, they've said season, they've said that they want to do either four or five seasons. I kind of would prefer it to end on season four because right now they're three for three. Right. And if they, right. if they, if they go three for three and then four is just meh, then I'm like, fuck, five is going to be like meh yeah, or five. shit, right? Right. So if they go three for three right now and they go just one last one, all the chips are on the table, this is it, motherfuckers. And they go for four for four, then it's like, all right, this is like an all-time show. So I'm hoping four, even though I love it, but I would always, you know, I'm the kind of person who doesn't want shows to go on forever. I'd rather they them leave early and leave us wanting more right. than continue on forever. <coughs> the office. <coughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, so the, uh, the one thing I'd say if other than what we're watching, I feel like the thing we talk about, um, you know, is a, is a second, you know, probably it in, uh, gaming is probably close, but music is definitely a big thing we talk about. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we talk, I think we did this list last year. I don't remember if it was yeah. five songs from each of us or if it was 10 each, uh, like this time, but we're going to talk I- about our 10 favorite songs of the year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was ten from me, and I think I five believe you me. had five, and we did like a two, one, one, one. Yeah. And so I was gonna say, just to keep it um, from from you know, overtaking this episode and fucking no, lasting like an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like we could each do just to go through our ten, and then we could go back and because you know I think one of us has like the same one, and then maybe pick out like certain things that we like about them, okay. um, and and just kind of like pick at that, and then we can wrap up with the next topic if you wanted to do that. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to go first? Uh, just go like ten to one. Ten to one. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, starting the uh, one thing I want to touch on is I have uh, yeah. a couple honorable mentions, which oh, is yeah. um, uh, I had to do this for me, which is that I like as I'm looking back at all the albums that came out this year. Call me if you get lost is probably my favorite album of the year, and mm-hmm. like 
I have this thing. I don't know if everybody does. I don't know if it's just common. But, like, if I really enjoy an album, every song on that album becomes better, like, in my head. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I love the album as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. if, if an album mm-hmm. is done in such a cohesive manner, you know what I mean? If an album comes out and it kind of just feels like a track list of songs, even if I like it, it doesn't have the same feel. But, like, this doesn't do that. Or, you know, Call Me If You Get Lost feels like it's really going for something and structured in such a way. And so I think all the songs are in my head a little better than maybe they actually are. So, um, for me, honorable mentions off of that album, uh, Wilshire uh, and um fucking hot wind blows uh, are mm. probably my two big ones mm-hmm. um uh praise god is an honorable mention which is the kanye west song featuring uh fucking travis scott and baby keem because it's a banger yeah. until baby keem ruins it uh <laughs> same thing with family ties i just can't really fuck with it um i know we will talk yeah. about it later um mm-hmm. and then another one just for pure recency reasons um, I've only heard it very recently. I don't know if it's been out a while, but there's a song by Wale called Poke It Out featuring J. Cole. Um, mm. and it's got a beat I, that I could have named if I hadn't just forgot it. Um, it uses definitely, I think it's Vibrant Thing. Um, uh, I think is the beat for that song. It uses the same beat and it's mm. a banger. I think that song's a banger, but I also love the old song and, um, it just came out. So I don't really have time to like, Figure out where I would put it on this list, so I just threw it in the honorable mention. So, starting with my 10th best song of the year, um, mm-hmm. I went with uh, Peaches uh, by Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Ooh, Caesar yep, and Gibeon. Yep. Um, not really my... I feel like somebody would be surprised for me to have that on my list. Um, it's <laughs> not... I don't think it'd be surprising for it to be on someone's list. I feel like it's surprising to be on my list. Um, with that being said, I think it's so good, like, despite that, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, I'm not a big Tupac fan, but whenever I hear people talk about Tupac, I'm like, I get it. Like, this is one of those. Like, I heard it. I was like, right, I right. definitely get it. And, like, I don't – I actually like it, It, but it's only 10 probably for that reason. Right, um, right. And I actually know what you mean because the, there's, like, um, the, the example I think about this one um, – is something like um, like Taylor Swift and even Justin Bieber himself. You know, he had that yummy song, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is like the worst. Like, you go, I can't believe you people like this, right? It's catchy, but you go, oh, it's disgusting. But then you hear this one, you're like, okay, I get it. And then yeah. Taylor Swift has something like Shake It Off, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, ugh, yeah. gross. It's like the worst. But then she has something like Blank Space, and I go and off of the same album, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, I get it. Like, right, like, this is like, like, oh, okay, this is what y'all are talking about, right? Right, um, but I would yeah. stand with that. I think it's important to note that I would still stand by the fact that Shake It Off is terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't like it, but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, like, this one, like, to me, like, Shake It Off doesn't have that quality of, like, no, nah, you're right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas the one you mentioned, Blank Space, and this one do. Where, like, I hear it, and yeah. I'm like, no, nah, this one is good, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, number nine for me is Lemon Pepper Freestyle off of Scary mm-hmm. Hours, uh, purely off the strength of Rick Ross's verse. I don't really... Drake's verse is perfectly fine. All right, it's mm. it's not bad. Yeah, but I just wish we could take half of it and give it to Rick Ross. Like it, he <laughs> he's so perfect on every kind of beat like that. Mm. Um, so that's number nine. Uh, number eight is "Your Mind Still" by Young Blue featuring Drake, which is uh, just an absolute toxic masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> like it, that shit is so toxic based on the lyrics. It's like you you're just such a dickhead. Um, but I also think it has a 
I don't want to say classic Drake verse because I don't think anybody when they're fucking coming down the list of like Drake verses like this one's never going to be on anybody's list when it's all said and done, right? Mm. But I think this is for me when I hear this verse by Drake, I'm like, this is that Drake shit. You know what I mean? Like to me, like I hear fucking one dance and I'm like, Drake made this banger, but this isn't that Drake shit. This is the best way I right, can explain right. it. Mm-hmm. But like this, I heard this, I was like. This is that Drake shit right there. Like, he's just, he's talking about, like, all these, like, these women that wronged him in the past and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're probably full of shit and you're kind of a dickhead. But, like, it still sounds good. Like, this is what I know you are like. (laughs) So, that works for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Number seven is Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Lil Nas X. Don't really have a whole lot to say about this one other than just, like, it's just kind of a banger. Like, there's not much to it other than, like, it's good. Um, yeah, this was an honorable honorable mention for me. This and one that comes later were both like, because um, Sydney's a big fan of Lil Nas, and so when that album came out, he was playing like all the time. And so I, you know, I like him too, but you know, it was right, probably like eleven, right, like right there, like you said, like right at the cutoff. The weirdest shit ran. for me is that like I would never, before like three weeks ago, been like I'm a Lil Nas X fan, but like I, lately I've started to think about it. And I was like, man, I kind of like everything he does. Like, it's never occurred to me, like, hey, you should go check out Lil Nas's X album. I've never listened to his album. But, like, the more I've thought about it, I was like, I really need to go listen to that album. Because, like, I've kind of liked everything I've heard off of it. And I should really give it a chance. So, that's kind of where I'm at with that right now. Yeah. I'm the same. And I never, I didn't even really like Old Town Road. Um, I like some of the other songs. Off I of liked the Old little... Town Road as a joke. I thought it was yes. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never was like, oh, dude, it's the song of the summer. Turn it up. My Where man got Billy up? Ray Cyrus, like, with him, I think, at, like, the Country Music Awards. I was like, this shit is so perfect. Everyone there has to be furious. <laughs> yes. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I was the same. I was like, ooh, night, little novelty song, right? But then when people were like, top 10 of the year, or like, it's the song of the summer, I was like, all right, all right. You got a little yeah, you're pushing too much it. dip on your cheek. You yeah, exactly. um, yeah. But then he started putting out bangers, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. hold on. Um, yeah. so anyways, we'll get to that. Um, number six for me is Hurricane featuring Lil Baby in the weekend, also off of Donda by Kanye West. The weirdest thing is that I shit on this album so aggressively and it has an honorable mm-hmm. mention in one, one song on this album. And I still stand by my absolute trashing of this album. Um, but this one is number six, almost completely off of the weekend's vocals. That shit it gives me goosebumps every fucking time I hear it. It's like, I'm not particularly religious. It, this song's a little preachy. It doesn't yeah. even fucking matter. <laughs> he sounds so fucking good. Like, yep, yep. I'm immediately, like, on board with him. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you're right, dog. I am the most religious person I know. <laughs> like, the moment the weekend starts you're singing, like, bro, I'm hey, there. Win service. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It's it's so impressive. Anybody, if you do not know this song or have not listened to this song and you're off put by the fact that I said it's preachy, I don't give a shit. Go listen to it. That shit gets me every time. Um, number five uh, is Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which is Bruno mm-hmm. Mars and Anderson Peck. Um, this is probably, I think this one's my favorite of the, th- I think, three they've released, um, mm-hmm. which is this, Skate, and uh, the other one. Um, um the, the smoking out the window yeah, which smoking out the window yeah. mm-hmm. um this is i think my favorite i think it i think the other ones might like get me to like groove to them a little bit more at times but i feel like as a song as, as like written music that has been made i feel like i 
think this one is higher quality, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, four is Corso by Tyler, the creator. Um, this shit is the second track on that album. It mm. is such a fucking banger. I am 100% in it. Every time I fucking hear that song, the first, like DJ drama is just shouting at the beginning. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Tyler, the creator. This is the thing is, the Tyler creator in this album goes from just like he kind of flip flops right between you get like this like kind of downtrodden like heartfelt version, and then you know you get some boastful like over the top braggadocio stuff, and he hits both in this song. You know what I mean? Like even like his last verse is him like rapping like he would if he was rapping hard as shit in any of the other songs. But the last verse is just about like like him being depressed, basically, like like in how he fucked things up, and it, it like it's yeah. so weird, but I think it's so great. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the oh, music yeah. video for this is amazing. Like it's so stupid and so weird, but it is <laughs> a fucking amazing. Um, like the verse ends, or sorry, the video starts. It's a guy talking to Tyler Creator. He's like, "Look, man, can you help me out? Can you do a performance? Like my kids here." He, he, he's not doing so great, so, like, it would mean a lot to him if you could make him seem cool by going up there to perform. And so Tyler, like, does like, all right, fine. And, like, goes up there, performs the song. The last part of the song is him talking to, like, I think the last line is, like, something about buying a boat because I'd rather cry in an ocean. Like, like it, he's depressed at the end of the song, right? And the video mm-hmm. ends, he's sitting down, wiping his eyes from crying. Kids are lined up around him, right? He gets up, he walks away. The dude that asked him to go up there is like, yo, that was fucking dope, man. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like that shit was so awesome. Thank you so much. He's like, I, was like oh, I can't wait to rub this in his baby mama's face. This shit kills me, bro. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about. And it's like, they were just looking, like, all the kids were like, what the fuck? Like, I had that look on their face because he's sitting there crying. And it's just that immediately get up from that. He starts walking away. And the guy's like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. You're my dog. <laughs> I mean, shit kills me. Um... So that's four. Uh, three is Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, yeah. This one felt like one of the weirder things for me to put on my list because I... Boy, listening to the radio is super disheartening for me now because my car does not have Bluetooth audio. Um, it does not have XM. That shit is straight up the fucking radio or a CD and your boy don't make fucking CDs no more. Uh, yeah. So, an aux cord. But... Uh, you know, every fucking phone now doesn't have a goddamn headphone jack. So, uh, I know they make adapters, but your boy had one, lost it. So, radio it is for me. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, I listen to the radio a lot, and I hate a lot of the shit on the radio. Uh, like, like I hear it, and I'm just like, man, this shit is not good. Like, I <laughs> consistently, like, this year was like, man, I'm fucking old, because I think a lot of this sounds bad. Like, like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, Really struggling to find stuff I like in, like, on the radio. Um, but this one was a radio banger, and I think it's great. Um, it's like, it's not any sort of deep, it's not any sort of substance. There's never going to be a Megan the Stallion course at Harvard where this song is played. Never. But, right. it's a fucking banger, and I'm here for it. Um, yes, yes. Track two juggernaut same thing right just an absolute fucking banger it's not a radio not a radio banger but an absolute fucking banger and this song to me did a kanye west thing which is that like 
this is the best I've thought at Little Uzi Vert's ever sounded. And this is like the best rapping I feel like I've gotten out of Pharrell in forever. Like, this song, like, I don't know what it is about Tyler Crater. Like, this album, too, because What's Your Name has NBA Youngboy on it. He sounds fucking good on that song, and I think he's trash. Has. 42 Doug on Lemonhead, which, uh, you know, I'm not usually super high on him, but I think his verse is great. Hot Wind Blows, Lil Wayne's verse is great. So I feel like Juggernaut is another culmination of, like, getting two people and pulling, like, their best work out of them with this production. Um, it's just fucking great. And even the, the beginning is, like, 20 seconds before the beat changes, and I even love that fucking yes. beginning, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lemon yes. in my aid, lemon in my ears, call them bagas. Um, shit kills me. Uh, and then the, my top song of the year, this song, man, I, I, I get into modes where like, I'm like, I just want to fucking hear this one song forever. Like yep. there yep. were multiple days where this shit was just playing on repeat, which is industry baby, uh, by Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow. That shit is a fucking banger. That's my number yeah. one song. That one like made me consistently like multiple times since it came out. Be like. I'm trying to hear that song like four or five times in a row. Like, bing! Like, and if it was one of those songs where, like, if I had to get distracted, like, if I was listening to it at work and somebody had to, like, ask me for help, when I came back, I was like, nah, dog, gotta start it over. Didn't catch the full <laughs> thing. Like, we gotta, we gotta do this right. Yeah. And this um, is the other one that was on my also rants along with um, Montero, like I said earlier, where it was like right okay. there, right like the cusp that of the cutoff. But, uh, yeah, this is another one. And uh, you're, you're like Sydney, where she'll, like, she'll do the same thing where like she'll play a song and it'll just play like on repeat um and sometimes i'm like look like, just put it on shuffle start it with that song and then just sprinkle like, it out that's not what the, the fuck day. i'm trying to hear though <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i know but i just want to hear this i'm like i know but it just it just i, I just want to like sometimes we listen to the same song not even good songs we're not even songs that i enjoy i'm just like lord take me now <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm gonna put in like you're gonna get fucking uh headphones with like active noise canceling and then just not play music in them just mm-hmm. fucking just, cancel just out active, all the yeah, noise just the cancellation yeah uh, just fucking suction cup your ears closed <laughs> and you're like all right we're good uh-huh. all right but yeah so that's my top 10 um with industry baby being top of the list nice from a guy that i would have literally not said that i was a fan of like you would have been like what do you think of little nas x i'd be like he's fine like i would have never right. said like Yo, he's really good. That never yes. would have fucked across my mind. Like, I feel the same way. Two of my top ten. Yeah, I feel the same way. Just from like I said, like a couple of years ago, I was like, eh, I mean, well, I liked. Um, there was a song called he he put out an EP around that time, and he had a song with Cardi B named Rodeo, and I really liked that. Yeah, one. and yeah. I liked it more than uh, Old Town Old Road. Town Road, but it did yes. not get the same play. Right like, no. at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was like, I mean, you guys are missing out. I mean, Old Town Road. <laughs> but the thing is that I was like, I literally tweeted out back then. I was like, it was like August or July. I remember so vividly because I tweeted out the picture of Stephen A. Smith where he's sitting and he's got like the stone face. And I was like, <laughs> wow, Old Town Road, really going to be the song of the summer, huh? Hmm, okay, well, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, but my top 10, um, <clears throat> my number 10 is a, a song from um, Certified Lover Boy. It's a uh, Race My Mind. Which is sort of like the more prototypical Drake songs, but I think when Drake song when when he Drake when he does like a nice crooning song and he just like nails it, it's just like so it's just like smooth. It's like um, I mean it's not this good, but it's like uh, Fire and Desire from Views, where like okay. I put on Fire and Desire and I'm like motherfucker, oh let's go man, like this is just smooth. The beat just fucking like nails it. It's like you know, it, it's like his bread and butter, right? Like he's right. not he's not tra- changing anybody's. It's like uh, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier about. Black Widow, 
or Shang-Chi where it's like, you know, if you're not a fan, this doesn't change your mind. But if you know what's good, man, this is the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, Raise My Mind by number 10. <clears throat> and number nine is a Donda song, another one. Um, it's Moon um, with Kanye West. And I forget who's on it. Oh, it's uh, Kid Cudi. Yeah, Kid Cudi's on it. And then yeah. I think somebody else, Gunna, maybe? I, 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 the Wikipedia just said Moon. I should have looked into it. Um, but, um, yeah, I was just, you know, you had, um, you know, a Kanye West song on yours. And I have one on mine. And I was like, that's so interesting given that we were both kind of like not really hot on Donda. We were both like, oh, my God, this big bloated piece of shit. Oh, my God. And, like, all the songs have the same titles and we were both, I think, relatively cold on it compared to most mm-hmm. people. Um, and I think it's just, it's funny. We both have one, you know, in a top 10. Um, I looked it up. Was, it says featuring Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver. That's who it is. I was like, there's a guy who, and I liked Don Tolliver. He had one of my top 10 last year uh, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, what's it called? The cat, cat I can't cardigan? remember now. Let me look at like, Cardigan. Sorry, Cardigan. Yeah. Um, and so then, uh, so that's my number nine. Number eight is Family Ties with Kendrick Lamar by Baby Keem. And I, so I liked, you know, I sort of got onto Baby Keem because of the meme, the the song Range Brothers, the one where he's like, you know, uh, Kendrick's like, let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's oh, yeah. get this shit. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Yo, what the fuck happened to Kendrick? Because that shit is like, my man used to be super lyrical and then like, that song came out, and I was like, what are you doing, bro? What is, he, like, what is this? And, and then he has an ad-lib. It's such a bizarre thing. He's talking about a girl. He's like, girl, something, something, worth 10000 And then he's got an ad-lib where she, he just goes, she's hot. So add this to the list of things that I'll send you afterward, along with the Matrix album. But yeah, that song, it's so perfect. He just goes, baby girl worth 10000 She's hot. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? And so, um, yeah, I, I really like this one. It's just like, I, I, I like um, Kendrick's verses, and he does like, he has a, a, you know, a couple of great lines. His verse is great. And, I, and, he, and they do that awesome thing that I fucking love when people do verses or like um, dual songs. And Kendrick, and not Kendrick, Kanye and Jay-Z do a little a couple of times in Watch the Throne, which is they'll do like two lines, and they'll be like, got the girl over oh, here yeah. and then it'll go back to kendrick for like a line or two and then it'll go back to baby keem i'm like yeah dude, this is awesome because it shows that they actually like gave a fuck and it wasn't just like kendrick being like hey yeah i just sent over my eight bars on pdf or you know on an email okay cool later right like they actually said were... on pdf <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> a picture of him in the studio <laughs> with the words beside his face yeah uh, he's like yeah here you take uh, it you record it i don't give a shit just do like my robot voice and that'll cover it it just shows that they're like, you know, in the booth together and they're actually like, you know, going back and forth with each other. Um, the first thing that came to mind was Otis. The end of Otis. With, yes, uh, Kanye yes, and yes. And mm-hmm. it's just odd, oh, so fucking good. Yes, yes. That's how but, you know. Yeah. And I can just imagine it in concert, just going back and forth. You're like, right? bars. Oh, Let's go, God. man. Um, and so that's in my number eight. My number seven is Girl from Rio from a new artist named Anita. And so this is actually kind of interesting. I found this song. Um, I was watching something, and there I think it was on Hulu or something. And there was a commercial, a Burger King commercial, where they had like some girl. They were like, you know, try our news. I think Anita meal. And I was like, who the fuck? And they had this <laughs> song playing in the background. And I was like, ooh, I like this song. But and then I googled it. I was like, Burger King 
Mio and Nita. And I found the song, like reverse engineering, like the old days where you would Google what the song was. And it's called Girl from Rio. And it's just like this girl talking about like living in Rio de Janeiro and sort of what, what life is like there. But it has this really catchy, like the the sample is a sort of like an elevator tune. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's based on another song where it's like, do, 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 do. Um, okay. What song? I'm sure it's like a song I've heard before. But anyway, um, it's great. It's like, um, it's sort of like uh, that uh, bubblegum trap sound that Ariana Grande does, where it's like heavy snares, heavy beats, but with more poppy uh, sounding um, sound. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's number seven. Uh, my number six is, I think, the newest song from here. I think it just came out like a month ago, and it's uh, All Night Parking with Errol Gardner by Adele. And I think this is just an interlude. I think the, the song is like two minutes long, but it's just so good. And it's just like this similar thing. Maybe it's just like the sound of like, it's got like a more bassy sound than I think other Adele songs. And it's just mm-hmm. her singing like about, you know, meeting this this new person and being like, you know, uh, heavens. Uh, or uh, what is it? Oh, what's all this then? I can like, you know, I, I've i never felt this way in a while. And, you know, you make me want to just like spend all night there and just park my car at your place and just leave it there all night. You know, just sort of like a surprise thing. And it's just like a short little nugget. And an album that I think overall I, I like, okay, I have to listen to it more. But this one was the one from the moment I first heard it. I was like, this is like really fucking good. Okay. Um, and so that's six. Uh, number five is Smoking Out the Window by Silk Sonic, which is the other song that you mentioned earlier uh, yeah. by Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pack. And uh, I like this one just <laughs> because I love the tone and I love Bruno Mars, oh. of course, saying his line like, this yeah. bitch. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I'm 100% on board. Like, this is awesome, right? So that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like I love that shit more than I like some of the things that leave the door open. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like. That, like, this one thing that makes me laugh every time I feel it is maybe making me think higher of this song than it is. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, how long can I play a song because I think it's a funny joke before I start to get tired of the song? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, like, I'm not there yet, but I'm hesitant to be, like, top ten song of the year. And then, like, in two years, and I'm like... Yeah, okay. Like, like I, the, the song's not funny anymore. Now it's just old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. That's how I feel about 2018. I had that song, uh, Mo Bamba. Yeah. That, that's like one where I'm like 50-50 because... The beat still goes hard. Like, the beat still goes hard. And pe- I think it was like a... Um, um, I was a... What is it called? A prisoner of the moment where I was like, dude, I was watching videos of people like when it, you know... Yeah. Uh, what is it? Fuck. Shit. Bitch. People would <laughs> lose their minds and stuff. Right. Um... And then apparently the guy's a piece of shit, and so I'm like, oh, like I don't know. But then, like you said, like they still play it here and there, and then you just hear, call it. And I'm like, dude, I am back in 2018. I'm ready to fucking throw a break through a window, man. Like, I had Drake on repeat, Bumble. man. <laughs> Bumble. Um, and so, uh, I, 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 number thing number three, I'll send you a video of when he did it with, um. Travis Scott and motherfuckers lost their mind. Like <laughs> I'm they, sure. they went nuts. Um, and so that's number five. Yeah. Um, number four is another one from your list. It's Juggernaut by uh, Tyler the Creator featuring Lil Uzi Vert and Pharrell. The beat just goes so hard. And then like you, you're totally right. Like dude, this is the best Pharrell sound in a long time. And it's just ah, Chef's Kiss. You know, they just yeah. took up the the, be- the closest picture of the sun, and it was us. And I was like, yeah, dude, 
Like, took a yes. picture of the sun service. That was us. Yes. He says the La Ferrari sitting in the garage for one purpose, collecting dust. Yeah. I was like, dog, <laughs> my man bought a La Ferrari, which is like, they, so I, I, let me, let me make one Google before I sound like a giant asshole. But if I'm not mistaken, the La Ferrari is a, okay, so it is a very new Ferrari that they designed. And when they designed it, they were, they designed it. I'm pretty sure in limited quantity and specifically for the purpose of like, we want there to be a car that when you see it, you go like, that's what makes Ferrari. Like that's what makes a Ferrari a Ferrari, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was the, I mean, it's literally named La Ferrari. Like it is a, the name of it. It'd be like if they fucking Ford was like, this is a Ford, the Ford. Like, mm. it is a Ferrari La Ferrari. Like, it is the Ferrari. This motherfucker said, I have it in the garage for one reason. And it's to just fucking sit there and look pretty, <laughs> dog. Ballin', bro. <laughs> Shit's out of control. Yeah, such a great line. So fucking good. And, um, yeah. So that's number four on uh, by Tyler Crater. Um, number three. The, actually, these three. The, my top three. You could interchange them on any given day. I, this is just kind of how I put them on the list. But these three are like, it's everything else. And these three are the ones that this year I was just like, listen to it all the time. Or the ones that I appreciated the most. And um, so number three for this list now is uh, Kiss Me More featuring SZA by Doja Cat. Okay. And um, this one I think is probably, you know, she had a new album, Planet Her, this year. Um, and this is, I think, her most... Simple. I mean, it's not simple beat, but it's just like a simple guitar strums, right? It's just like it's just like simple, but then of course you know like a regular sort of pop sound to it. Right. Um, but it it's so good. She sounds great. She's got a great verse, and then SZA has a great verse about being done or being tired of this guy. You know, she's you know she basically said you know fucking with you was like jail, but I can't even exhale. It's like okay, yeah, like little lines like that. <laughs> Um, and the music video is great. Um, I think she was doing music videos this year where she actually gave a fuck. And uh, I think most people nowadays, when they make a music video, including my number one, where it's like, all right, one set, we'll just do the whole thing. You know, she's right. wearing a t-shirt. All right, sing the song. Ah. It went, it went both ways. Like, it, I think this is a overcorrection from like previous music videos because like i feel like for a while there bro kanye made a whole fucking movie and was like this is my music video like like yes, yeah i know kanye yes. is like the most exaggerated oh, version of it and i think most people were out here wilding <laughs> yeah, i think some people like they still do it like taylor swift i mean credit to her she still does it like she does like short movies right and she like mm-hmm. directs them and writes them herself kanye west still does you know well not anymore but he used to do big things like that uh beyonce of course you know yeah. she still does her 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 movies and her short films and lemonade's amazing. Um, but I think for the most of people go, okay, like, um, I mean, my next song, right? I, I, so this is number three and it's great. The music video is great. And then, so my number two is a song called we're good by Dua Lipa. And it's the music video is kind of funny. And actually it's more inventive than most, but it's just basically her standing on a stage singing in like a fancy dress. Like there's no dancing. It's just kind of like very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but the song itself, uh, we're good. It's about, um, it's just, basically this girl being like, look, we're going to break up. But, you know, like this has been over for a while. But don't be a fucking dick when you see me being with somebody else because like we're breaking up. Like this is it. 
And so the song, this is another one. I think this was another one where, the, compared to her other music, it's much more simple. Like, the beats are just simple, but they're so damn catchy. And as soon as you hear them, you're like, this is smooth. I mean, I guess that's kind of, like, sort of what I like. It's just kind of, like, there's a little bit of complexity, but for the most part, it's just, like... It's, like, being distilled down to its, distilled like, down, most yes. base. Right, yeah. yes, yes. And I, and I do like some, you know, do I, I love her album that this is off of. Um, and some of the songs are like very like big and poppy and stuff in my number one is, um, but this is one that's, I think more simple. And, and this one came out, I think like right in February and it came out and it just, and it also, it, it's not necessarily poppy. It's, it's like, um, uh, it's like a rock sound. I told people okay. it's kind of like, so Katy Perry came out with an album, you know, when she first came out, I kissed a girl. Right. And mm-hmm. if you listen to, I kissed a girl and like the songs from that time, it's like it's pop, but it's very rock influenced. There's a lot of guitars in it. It's like very rock. Right. And then her next album, Teenage Dream, was just pure pop. Right. Like, nothing wrong with it, but it was just like it just that's what it was. And Duo's album is pure pop, but then this one's a little bit more rocky. Um, and so that's uh, we're good at number two. And then number one is one that I think is pure rock, and I think or like that is the rockiest. It is uh, Happier Than Ever, which uh, by by Billie Eilish off of the album Happier Than Ever. Mm-hmm. And so this one is one that starts off kind of um, sort of low-key. Like, she's just singing on, like, I think, like, a ukulele. And she's okay. just, like, it, and she sort of sounds muffled. It sounds like she's kind of recording behind, like, a filter. And then, like, halfway through, it changes to, like, full, like, heavy guitar. Like, like the moment, it's, this is one of those where, like, the moment I heard it, um, off of the album, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the one. And the album, I like it fine. I don't like it as much as her last album, but this is one like, so I don't know, I was listening to it, playing a video game. I was like, all right, these, these songs are all right. These songs are all right. And then this one comes on and I was like, oh my God. Cause it just fucking, it's like nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. I had the um, same effect I talked about last week with, uh, I think Gorgeous, where it's like, I was just like listening to the album. Yes. Like yeah. Secondhand. And then like that song stopped me in my tracks. So you're yes. saying like that happened with this song. Yes. Like you yes. listen to this album and then it was just kind of like playing. You're like, okay, it's good. Yeah. And then this song came out and you're like, hold on. <laughs> yes. And it's so interesting because, um, well, two things. So like one, there was news this week that I like it by Bacardi B after three years reached the certification diamond which means that it okay. sold 10 million copies and that was the one where like my that was the one my, i think both of us if yes, i'm not yes. mistaken mm-hmm. talked about how like when the album came out and we listened to it we were like this this is the should one. be a single <laughs> right right and it hadn't been yet and yeah. i feel like this how that's how this was happier than ever where you know everything leading up to the album it this wasn't a single immediately after she wasn't promoting it and then now it's been six months five or five or six months since the album came out and this is the one that i think people it's coming up on people's list and it's the one that's nominated for like record of the year at the grammys so it's like i think i always think it's so interesting how when something is good it's just like whittles itself to the top right like right. people just go okay you know this is the one right even if it's not promoted people just go this is it kind of like um Another thing that was sort of popular this year, uh, Taylor Swift had an album, you know, she re-released her album Red right. from nine years ago. And in that album originally, there was a song called All Too Well that was seven minutes long, or no, six or seven minutes long that she released in like an extended version of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one, the All Too Well, the original one, wasn't a single. She didn't promote it. She didn't push it. It was just like a deep cut. But... Over the years, it sort of gained this cult following of being like one of her like top songs of all time, 
just because mm. it's like so good. And I always think that's so interesting that, you know, either artists make it a single because somebody goes, hey, whoa, like this is actually really good. Um, like, uh, oh, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, which was right. just like a bonus song. And she was like, yeah, I'll put it on there. And people go, no, this is actually really fucking good. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, make this a single. Yeah. So I, I always, you know, find those interesting. Um, I, think, I think that's one thing, uh, like, we talk about, like, the pros and cons and everything of, of like, mm-hmm. um, streaming taking such a big uh, role in, like, album sales yep. and numbers and stuff like that. But I do think that's one of the benefits of streaming, for sure, is that because people don't have to commit to an album, like, you can, I think... I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. There are songs that, like, I would never hear if it didn't hit the radio and I never bought the album. Like, for example, yes, I don't listen to this any radio station that's going to play Billie Eilish. I also would never go out and buy a Billie Eilish album, like, mm. currently. I just don't, like, same way I never thought about listening to a Lil Nas X album until later this year. But, like, I just never would have went and bought it. Yeah. But, like... When streaming is available, like it requires, it's zero commitment for me to go listen to this song right now and be mm. like, "Holy shit, this is good!" And it just skyrockets up, right? Yes. And so, yep, if, yep. Yes. If a bunch of everybody that would have already bought this album or would hear stuff like this on the radio would already catch this song, but now due to streaming and the low commitment to like go catch a specific song that's not released as a single, I feel like it, you're going to see that more often, and I think we have seen that more often, um, which is to just like for certain songs that maybe weren't originally expected to be big to just blow up and then be like, all right, well that's undeniably good. You know what I mean? And, yes, and maybe yeah. in older albums, you know, that, that would have just been lost. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure was... there are songs that came and went on albums that people didn't give a shit about. And like that shit could have been great. And it just never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, you know, it used to be, Hey, this is my new single. And that's just like, we just like, we're like, believe the artist. That was the best one. Right. It's right. just like, that's just the way it goes, right? Yeah. Um, whereas now, you know, we give all these examples where it's like, well, this one, you know, it, it sort of was like the artist being like, which one next? And people go, the, 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 this one, this one's pretty good. And they go, oh, it is? Oh, okay, yeah, then let's do it. Yeah, let's do that one, right? Yeah. Even, um, um, uh, what's her name? Doja Cat's Say So. That was another one that I think simultaneously she was like, should I promote this one? And people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah let's push it. And people were like, yeah, let's push it. And then eventually it just becomes number one because it's sort of like a mutual thing. Right. Um. So, yeah, I think it's so interesting that, you know, at, at any time, if you have a good song, it could just go number one because... Well, these days, because some fucking asshole on TikTok makes a video off of it. But, right. you know, for the most part, it's, it's the same thing. You know, if somebody is on TikTok and is like, wow, this song's really good, puts it on their thing, the video goes viral, people go, wow, that is a good song. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. Right. Or, or, top of the morning, top of the morning, that <laughs> shit can go viral. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. And if you, have you, have you listened to that song? I, I've not. I've listened to, like, I've so, heard that part because of videos, but I've never went and listened to that song. I, it cannot be good. There's no way. I I liked it. His, his, the verses are, are good. And then, of course, you know, he says, she's hot. So, listen. <laughs> but every time, so, if you listen to the top of the morning part, it, it, Kendrick, it's he's not saying, it's not like they're going top of the morning and they repeat it. He's saying it because he, like, his voice, like, he goes, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Top of the morning. It sounds like he's about to. By the last right. top of the morning, it sounds like he, his tea is like about to run through <laughs> like a brick wall. Fucking shatter the teeth inside yes. of his mouth. He's like, like he's like top of the morning, top of the morning, 
top of the morning, top of the morning, and I'm his, like, oh, his dude. fucking teeth are the his fucking yes, Spider Man stopping the train again. Like that, his yeah. teeth are holding back his tongue, like with the web. Top of the morning, <laughs> he looks like that meme of that guy who's like leaning over and he's like his his just like lips are really tight. He's like two to four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. Um. Yeah, dude, like, li- listen to it, and, and then listen to that sp- part specifically, and, like, turn it up a little bit, and you can hear him, like, about to just, like, fucking just, like, pass out from, like, tightening <laughs> his, his teeth. Um, but, um, but I forgot what I was talking about. But, yeah, that's my, that's my top ten. Sorry. Um, Happier Than Ever is so good, and I think, especially if you're somebody who's listening to it, and you've been in a relationship where maybe you felt like the other person didn't, um like uh appreciate you that's one where you're like yeah mother fuck you <laughs> you know <clears throat> but so yeah it's a great song i'll definitely uh, so boy this is uh probably bad on my part but i haven't heard this song or your number two song yet so i'm gonna have to um i remember uh last year we put together a spotify playlist so i'm gonna just yeah. fucking we'll do that again this year mm-hmm. and i'm going to just listen to it so i'll definitely catch all of these at some point yeah, Which also, I mean, by the way, I went back to last year's playlist, mm-hmm. all bangers. The only one I'm not <laughs> crazy about, and I wasn't crazy about it at the time either, was the Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. I mean, that one's just like, um, you know how I was talking about. like super pop. I yeah, it's, like. it's, it's just like pure pop. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's kind of like, um, what's another one? Like uh, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Right. Or it's just like, it's just like, this is like, you know how we talk about like the perfect, like, um, Drake song, where it's like just right. like you know, you know exactly which buttons to push, and it's like yeah. peak of that. That's how that is. Yeah. yeah. There's no 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 traps, no snares. It's just like <laughs> pure pop. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, that playlist was on point. So uh, this one, I'm sure, will be the same. Yeah. Um, and and we're putting Juggernaut on there twice because it was on both of our top ten. <laughs> you hear <laughs> that song twice as much as any other song, despite it being. Uh, fourth and second. Um, it, it didn't get first on either of our lists. You're still gonna hear it more than any other fucking song on there. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, th- those are our top ten songs each uh, of 2021. Um, and so we're gonna finish off this episode. With just a couple things we're looking forward to in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, yeah. Well, we can do. Um, we can do like movies. Like, yeah. Are there we'll any movies the... specifically that you wanna that, that you you're like, ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so uh, movie, uh, the uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, yes. That one, I loved Ragnarok so much. Ragnarok, probably top three Marvel movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely up there. Uh, I It's so good. And so I'm hoping, you know, I don't know that Love and Thunder will surpass it in any way because I feel so highly about Ragnarok. But it's, they brought, isn't Ty, they brought back Taika Waititi, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. you know, the same people, uh, yes. the same Marvel people we've come to know and love. They're not, like, starting fresh with a new I, character or anything like yeah. that. So, I can only hope that it at least gets close. Yeah, I do wonder how weird it's going to be. Because, so for the last one, he, I think he, well, he directed it. So, of course, he has some influence on, on to, you know, how much the script comes through. But he didn't, I don't think he wrote it. Um, I think it was, like, other people and maybe he had a hand in it. But this one, he wrote it. Like, it's, like, James mm. Gunn. It's, like, written and directed by Taika Waititi. So I'll be interested to see how weird it is. Um, yeah. And it's also, dude, so just super quick aside, I've been rewatching all of the Spider-Mans mm-hmm. before the new one. Um, all of them. Even the, the Andrew Garfield ones. And today I watched um, Homecoming, right? Okay. And it is nuts 
or I was genuinely, I mean, I knew this, but I was genuinely surprised by how funny that movie is. Like, it is legitimately, like, very funny. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Sydney, I was like, it's nice because it's like, you know, the other ones are, you know, a couple of chuckles here and there. It's funny. But this one's like some really great lines that made me laugh that I, I um, had forgotten about. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that one, too, especially because I, I don't think we have any sort of, like, first look or anything. So I don't know, like what Christian Bell looks like, what the movie's going to look like, like the, the, right. the tone of it. I'm sure it'd be like Ragnarok, of course, but I, I'm excited to see sort of like what Taika Waititi, now that he has that sort of like James Gunn pool, J- Joss Whedon pool, where he can sort of like be like, motherfucker, look, Rag- I made Ragnarok and I got an Oscar. Suck my dick. And we're doing weird shit, right? Yeah. I- I'm excited to see sort of how weird they let him go. And I- And I'm sure it's why you brought it up, but just to reiterate, like, that's how I, the way you feel about that Spider-Man movie, being like, holy shit, this is like genuinely like funny. That's how I feel yeah. about Ragnarok. Like so much yeah. of it is like so just like actually hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that, and it, the reason I brought that up was kind of like being like, like you go, well, you know, Marvel took over a little bit for Spider-Man. But you go like, dude, these guys just like know what they're doing. Yeah. Right, like, exactly. Like, they took this guy who had been, you know, done five times before, three of them not being great, one masterpiece and one pretty good one. And they just, like, nailed it. They just hit it out the park. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, easily, right? And so, you know, right. I trust MCU. Well, you know, a couple of missteps here and there. But I trust them totally and completely. The weirdest, or my favorite thing about the MCU, I think, in, in really, like, at large, is that um, I, I do think they, like, th- they seem more willing than, like, DC, which is, like, the closest counterpart I can come up with. Mm-hmm. They seem much more willing to just be like, yeah, whatever you think. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, they, yeah. that Ragnarok is undeniably like Taika Waititi. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that shit is him. Like they 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 didn't like sit there and fucking nitpick it until it became just like standard fodder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Shang Chi. We talked about that shit is definitely that director. It is like specifically different from other Marvel movies, and I think that's um, what I'm hoping to get more of with Love and Thunder. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my Movies two movies, yeah, yeah, my two. I, I just have two. Um, one is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One, which is the sequel to um, Enter the Multiverse, right? Or Into the Spider-Verse? In, in, into, into, the Spider-verse. into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yep. fucking all the verses are fucking me up. Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> from 2018. So this will be you know four years since the first one. Um, they released a little teaser, and it just looked nuts, right? It looked mm. like that same aesthetic pushed up to 11 um and then i haven't seen them... the teaser so i have to check that out oh yeah, yeah dude definitely do it's very short i mean it's like a teaser yeah. of a teaser um and they do my favorite thing that a teaser is which is just show me a scene from the movie and you'll hook me like that's it you don't have to yeah. be like a bunch of different seasons here's the finale have fun asshole yeah. um and so um and also it being part one I think that's huge, and then be like being allowed to make it part one, right. right? Like I'm glad that I'm glad that they did it. You know, it's this is part one, and that they didn't do the part two and three shit because I hate that two and three shit, right? Yeah, because it never works, and we've talked about this ad nauseum on here, but it never works. And so I'm glad that they're like, no, this is one story. It's just so much that we're splitting it into two, and so I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and then the other one is Avatar two. Mm-hmm. The sequel to what at one time was the highest grossing movie of all time. Um, that comes out next December. So a year from... Actually, honestly, I think it's a year from this weekend. So literally a okay. year from this upcoming weekend, we're going to have Avatar 2. But and... I hope that motherfucker don't get pushed back. <laughs> oh, dude, it's going like, to... It was supposed to come out 2016 or 2017. But... God um, damn. <laughs> I cannot 
wait. I am so excited for this because, so, if this was, you know, a one-time hit, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a movie that just sort of exploded, um, that had just, like, an okay director. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if this was, oh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming. Let's say that Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, and it made so much money off of something, and I, I don't want to use the example of Black Panther because I think Ryan Coogler is a really great director, but Spider-Man Homecoming comes out, it's fine. John, Wa- I think his name is uh, John uh, Water. John Water. Okay. I don't know his name. I forget his name. But I'll anyway, so the director of uh, Homecoming, you know, he- he's fine. You know, the movie's fine. There's no sort of flair to it, right? Then if this was coming out, then I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's whatever. John Watts, it's fine. Like, right? He he made an okay movie. It's fine. Or he made a pretty good movie, but his style, like, he is not amazing. But this, dude, this is fucking James Cameron, right? Having 10 years to come up with the wildest shit you can imagine. Just like the right. the, the most sci-fi bonkers out there shit you can imagine. And the studio being like, you want a billion dollars to make these? Here is the check. We mailed it to you yesterday. <laughs> On top of having Weta Digital, who you know did all of the Lord of the Rings. They did Avatar 1. Basically the greatest technological CGI artist you can imagine in the world. Basically, the, the top of the top of the top. I don't working know shit on the about most... CGI artists and, like, I know Weta Digital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yes. Like, they're, like, is them and ILM are, like, the two yep. biggest ones. So, imagine them being, like, oh, you have basically one of the greatest directors of all time who has an unlimited budget, can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he's basically being, like, go as weird and sci-fi out there, bonkers action as you can imagine. And they're being like, okay. And then they're doing four of these. And the first one comes out next year where like, and now CGI is like the best it's ever been. Of course, you know, it's every year the best it's ever been. But I'm just like, dude, like I'm on board. And people always, twi- you know, they joke on Twitter. It's like, oh, who even remembers who's in it? Like, it's like the biggest movie of all time. I'm like, well, Braveheart won Best Picture. What's Braveheart's name, motherfucker? Is it John Braveheart? No, so shut the fuck up. And so like, it's like, I can't wait. Just because it's like, it's basically like a blank check movie, and the greatest director of all, time, one of the best of all time, especially in terms of action, is being given free reign. Right. Like, so, and the dude is two. The, his last two theatrical like movies, movies, both of them won Oscars and were the biggest movie of all time. So, and what he, were they? Because I'm oh, um, Titanic and Avatar. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So it's like. Like, the idea that anybody would be like, no, James, hey, Jim, let's dial it back. Nobody. There's no, no, there's, he is, he, he is surrounded by yes men up the ass, but that is what yeah. I want, so. Oh, yeah, he's, I'm, I'm, he's, he's currently the Kojima, like, can we make a mocap suit for a horse? Like, yes, yeah, exactly. And like, fuck a dog, let's go. <laughs> he's probably like, put him on, we want to see, because apparently the next one takes place, like, in the underworld, in the underwater, like, worlds of Pandora. He's probably like, can we put some mocap on a dolphin and see how that looks, right? <laughs> How can we get dolphin skin on our human skin? Can we do that? Can we see? Yeah. So There's I can't. Motherfuckers wait just out there skinning, like skinning dolphins, like skinning dolphins. Like, yes, yes. And like you know, low key to not. And so he's probably like, and not, no. And he, he's like, you know what? Kill him. But we have so much money, we can just clone new ones. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't care. And right. so they, yeah. So those are my two movies. Um, Spider Verse, just to see like another one where it's like, you know, when you're you've, you've been shown success, you sort of get a blank check. Lord and Miller are going to go nuts, and then uh, James Cameron's going to go nuts on Avatar. So I'm, those are my two movies that I'm excited about. Yeah, for sure. Good deal on those. Um, I'm I'm not super excited for Avatar 2. I've never seen the first one. Um, 
but uh, I, I definitely understand that one. And Spider-Verse, uh, I think, is one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Uh, so mm-hmm. definitely hope that the second one comes out and, and is good. Um, do we want to talk about music real quick? Cause, or, well, actually, let's stick with the same kind of thing. Do you have any yeah. TV shows? Um, my one TV show is The Last of Us on HBO. Um, so I... I simultaneously am very excited, but then also very apprehensive about it because it seems like they're just kind of doing the story from the first one, right? They're just kind of being like taking all the cutscenes and just sort of, you know, putting it over like 10 episodes, right? Right. Where it's like episode seven is where, you know, Joel gets stabbed and Ellie has to go get antibiotics, right? Right. So, you know, episode nine is Jackson or, or wherever they go. And then the end of episode eight is her touching the giraffe and stuff. So it's like, it, it's right. like I, I, as much as I want to see that, because I do love that game so much, it, it's like, well, then. But the game why? did it so well. Like, what are we right. doing It's like, what's here? the point, right? It's like that Cowboy Bebop one where they're like, look, it's the same shots you love except live action. And I'm like, well, then why? Like, what are you adding to it? And I think the, 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 the thing is, though, Cowboy Bebop did. I actually read an article about how they tried to change some interesting things and just, like, kind of stumbled on their own feet with it. But mm, okay. I'll send you that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Add that to the, to the list. But the, <laughs> yeah. um, it, the best example of something that's an adaptation that is a new thing where you go, okay, this, I get this. This is something that TV warrants it is the uh, Watchmen show. Where okay. they didn't just do another fucking version of it, like the Zack Snyder one. They yeah. built something new. There were new characters, new story, and I was that one of the best shows of all time. Right. So I, I'm hoping that they change enough, or they they show us why this had to be on TV, rather than being like it's on TV because it's a great story. It's like, well, yeah, we know that we've played it. It's a video game story. Like, yeah. What are you the showing only reason, me? Like, the only reason it's up to be made for a TV show is because the game did it so well. You know exactly. What I mean? <laughs> exactly. And so, and, and I would, I would love to, um, you know, be wrong. And, and, and what it's exciting is that if this does well, they'll hopefully do The Last of Us 2, which I would love to see on TV and would love to talk to sure. people about. Because that's to something see, like, that could be, that's something that I think you could tell all the same information and like just something as simple as like, giving it to us at different times. Like, I want... You know what I mean? What that would do for the story. You know what I mean? Um, as opposed to getting, like, storyline A, and then, and then like, you finish it, and then you get storyline A from the other side. Like, it'd be cool to see both sides happening simultaneously and see if it changes how we feel about any of it. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And or, or, you know, at the end of episode five, it's the, the, you know, the twist or, like, the earlier thing, right? Right. Um... But, yeah, so I, I guess it, it's weird. It's kind of like how I started The Boys because I knew Aya Cash was going to be in season two. I'm excited for The Last of Us 1 because I'm excited about the prospect of them making The Last of Us 2 into season right. two or three. Yeah, for sure. Um, so mine is Moon Knight. Um, Moon Knight mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. Moon Knight as a character, from what I understand, um, it is basically just, like, not... Boy, this is... This might some people off um it's just not trash batman um like like it's it's like and and i guess i don't mean batman like as a comics i I mean like like it's batman with actual powers like he fills the same role but it's like oh but we don't have to like dumb down other heroes for batman to work you know what i mean like whereas like every time batman does anything in the justice league i'm like you know you could have just had superman or the flash right like 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 there's nothing ever in the world that batman could do that someone else couldn't have just also done 
You know what I mean? Like, right, like right. any of those people are infinitely more qualified. So it always, anytime Batman gets thrown in the mix, it like kind of throws shit off. You know what I mean? Like suddenly the Flash like forgets he can do some things he can normally do, and suddenly Superman like you know like gets hurt a little more than he normally should. So that way yes. Batman can shine. Um, yeah. It's like Moon Knight seems to be like Batman without those problems. Um, so, and they have they have like actual like actors on like a TV show. I mean, I know that they've been doing that, and I know you know they've had some big time actors in in um, their MCU shows. But I feel like it's different if you are in an MCU movie and they go, "Hey, we gave you a show," because you're like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" Right? Like, like it's the character, right? But right. this is one where they went up to the character and be like, "Hey, like we have this character for you. It's a TV character, and like Oscar Isaac signed up, and Ethan." Um, I almost said Ethan Hunt. Um, <laughs> and Jason Bourne. Uh, <laughs> uh, the guy from Good Lord Bird, Ethan Hawke. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Hawk, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So it's like two actors who are like big time being like, yes, I will sign on to do a TV show on your platform. Not only that, on a character that, you know, isn't established. Doesn't have any like, sort of established base, right? Like right, right. It's, it's like watching TV. Right. It's like, it's like if they made like a Spider-Man show, you'd be like, well, it's on TV, but... It's Spider-Man. The eyeballs are coming. Well, this is like, right. it's Moon Knight. You know, it's it's not the bottom of the barrel, but it's definitely not oh, know, for even sure. mid-tier stuff. I think, and the thing is, is Moon Knight, based on what I've seen, because I, I haven't read the comics, but I've always kind of been interested in them. To me, Moon Knight seems like a character that, like, gets, like, zero attention. But, like, everybody that seems to catch those is like, no, this shit's actually good. So, like, to see something that just maybe didn't get a lot of eyes because it's not super popular and he was never, like one of the big Avengers, so he never showed up in crossovers all that much. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I, I just am super excited for a character. Also, like, f- for them to take that character and be like, this is how we're going to introduce him. Right? Mm. Like, I don't know for sure. And there's not usually... And, well, there previously wasn't much overlap, but now it seems like there's going to be. But, like, I feel like if you make a TV show for a new character... And your main fucking character is Oscar Isaac. I would not be surprised if he starts showing up in movies. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I just, I, I mean, do you really get Oscar Isaac just to do a TV show and then never bring him over? You know what I mean? Into your biggest stuff? Yeah. Uh, it seems like a reach. So, like, I'm right, excited right, right. to see um, that kind of happen. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the music. I think we each have one thing for music. Um, mine is... I believe Pusha T is supposed to put out an album this year. Uh, he said late this year that he was in the pro- they were just in the process of mixing and getting some feature verses done. So if Pusha T puts out an album this year, I'll be very excited. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I, he, it's him and Kendrick. Well, for me, like I, when you put this on the list, I was like, of course, Pusha T. What the fuck? Like, of course, what the fuck <laughs> was I thinking? Because I was thinking, I was like, ooh, like who hasn't had one in a while? Kendrick or. Drake had one, J. Cole had one. Um, who's the other person that I had one recently? I can't remember, but I was like, who hasn't had one in a while? Um, of course, Kendrick, but then I was like, oh yeah, push up, of course, yeah. So, yeah, Kendrick is for me. And, Kendrick you know, would normally be mine, but I heard that top of the morning shit, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know what this next <laughs> one's hot. gonna be for me. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if this next album's for me, dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kendrick is your, your the album you're looking forward to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing we have is a couple games each, I believe. 
Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I just have a Horizon Forbidden okay. West, which we've talked about before, and and you know it comes out in I think a, l- a little bit over two months. Pre-orders ready, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. The first one's like I've said before, it's my all-time favorite game. Um, so I can't wait to get back in there and, and you know, hey, spend some time with my girl Aloy. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. All right, so my two are God of War Ragnarok, which I I think their date currently is just 2022. Um, I don't know if we even have an exact date. I just think it's expected in 2022. Um, I remember it was supposed to be early this year, and it had to get pushed back for some personal reasons of like one of the developers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes out this year, super excited. And then Gran Turismo for me, which is like... Boy, it's weird being excited for Gran Turismo because... To me, that kind of falls under, like, when I hear, like, a new racing game, it in my head, like, it goes in the same little file as, like, a new sports game, which is, like, yeah, it's, you know, a, a fucking thing. You know what I mean? You've, you've played it before. You've done it before. Right. It's, it's like, how much have they have changed? Right. But for me, I haven't played a good, like, simulation-type racing game since I owned a 360 in fucking however long ago that was. You know what I mean? So, so having not played a simulation racing game for all of the PS4's lifespan and finally getting one, I'm very excited. Um, I, I definitely excited to, to hope I was wrong about my original misgivings uh, regarding Gran Turismo and hopefully it all works out. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, those are the things we're excited for going into 2022. Yep. Um, so uh, that's the episode for this guy. Uh, we'll see you in a year. Uh, see you guys, <laughs> next year. <laughs> see you guys next year. Oh, brother, this guy's sick. <laughs> but yeah, but thank you guys for sticking with us in 2021. Um, you know, Merry Christmas, you know, Happy Holidays, and uh, Happy New Year. And yeah, we're excited to to you know be in 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 uh, y'all guys' ears next year. Absolutely. And um, so, uh, if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can catch me at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. All right. And uh, uh, you can email us at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Don't know if I already said that, but there it is. Mm-hmm. And um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.